Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back. I'm Elaine Shaw. For 37 years, Circus Flora has been dazzling audiences with its one-ring artistry, acrobatics, and creativity. Generations of rapt fans hold memories of shows performed under Circus Flora's big top tent, wherever it has stood. This year's season, called Undercover, opened yesterday with a peanut-free preview. An opening night is tomorrow, and the season continues through June 25th. Jack Marsh is Circus Floor's artistic director and executive director, and he joins us now to share how this beloved St. Louis institution will deliver ever more wonder and joys. Jack, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm going to take a step back and get to know you a little bit more. You're not new to the circus. You grew up with Circus Flora, and your mother is one of the co-founders of Circus Flora. What was it like growing up around circus performance and even being a performer since you were a Todd? Yeah, so Circus Flora was uh, founded in 1986 by Ivor David Balding, um, and my mother Cecil McKinnon was was among the cast members then, and and since has has been a performer and director. Um, so I was about two years old mm-hmm. then, and grew up uh, around Circus Flora and on the back lot and among the performers and and the the creative team. Um, and believe it or not, it was pretty magical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you as a kid, you're you're you know seeing this kind of flow of of what it is to put on a show and and have the you know welcome an audience and and do some incredible things and experience the kind of joy that it brings and then wind down after a show and then gear up the next day for it and it's it's a really really beautiful rhythm to experience. I think as as you know a lot of showbiz uh, has that but you know I think in the, in the circus it, it has a special energy to have to have families and have the the special kind of joy that circus flora can bring. Yeah. And so being in that environment, you acquired your own circus talents, right? What is it that that you boast sort of in in your uh, in your back pocket when it comes to the circus talents? <laughs> well, I um yeah, growing up, I, I uh, tumbled, did acrobatics, uh, flips, and whatnot, um, and and also juggled. It, you know, both of them in sort of big group numbers within uh, within the cast of Circus Flora. I was a, an acrobat with uh, with the St. Louis Arches from Circus Harmony, and I I was also a uh, a juggler, and we would do big group juggling acts. And I, I picked that up uh, when I was I think eight or so, and then and then started to to get into it because you're. You know, you're you're a kid and you're seeing uh, this world of performances backstage, and yeah. it's a very the the sort of culture of circus is is very generous and and encouraging of of anybody who shows an interest in something. Usually, there's there's somebody who's happy to help you learn it and spot you or give you pointers. You know, it's a it's something that that uh, sort of grows its next generation very organically in a lot of cases. Right, right. Now you took a bit of a break from the circus to join a different sort of circus. You got your bachelor's in economics from Harvard University and worked on Wall Street. And then you went on to own, uh, to 
get your JD from the University of Wisconsin. There's the Go Badgers Go there. Badgers. <laughs> what brought you back to the circus? Um, I think truly love uh, of of circus flora and and of circus and and really of circus flora's special brand of circus. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was I, I went to law school and then spent a few years working for like a big law firm in New York um, doing corporate law. Uh, and and it was fine and well and good and helped me to pay off my student loans, which <laughs> sure. was nice. Um, but at the same time, I was uh, I was finding myself ducking out to to go see any show that I possibly could in in New York theater mm-hmm. and circus and dance and anything else. Um, so I, I think uh, that kind of put it back in my head that like oh right the thing that is on my mind and that I want to be spending my time doing is is showbiz and yeah. uh, and really is is circus and and theater and and circus for a special brand of of circus and theater yeah. um, and at the same time uh david balding uh was uh you know starting to think towards his uh eventual retirement and uh was you know wanting to have a succession plan for for circus flora um and so i was visiting you know a, a over the, the season and and you know we started talking and uh it, it just seemed like the right fit for for circus flora and yeah. for myself personally so you've mentioned a couple of times circus flora is not what many people think of uh, when they think of circus. I mean, even for me as a child, I did go to Barnum and Bailey's, and I I did not like it. Mm. What is different about circus flora in that context of what most people are familiar with? I think a few things. I mean, circus flora has a has a unique take on on circus. I mean, we we for one, it's it's very intimate. So um, I think you know I. I don't know what your experience was necessarily, but I think um, you know going to larger venues where you're where you're far from the action. I think there, there's uh, there's something that's that's really special about coming to the big top in Grand Center to mm-hmm. see Circus Flora um, because you're you're always within 25 or 30 feet feet of the ring. You're you know the seating nearly surrounds the ring, so you, you know you're. You're very much immersed in our in our world, and you can you feel this like visceral experience yeah. of of seeing these incredible things that these performers are doing. How difficult it truly is. How few tricks and gimmicks there are. How it's really about like these amazing skills. So I think to to come to Circus Flora is to is to really you know have this this direct and up close experience. Um, and then the other thing that I think differentiates us is is we we wrap our shows in uh, a a very particular brand of storytelling and, and theater. Mm. So uh, you know, every every show has a, a theme and then a storyline that weaves all the circus acts within that theme. Um, and you know, it's often often a little bit goofy and sort of you know a cartoonish uh, sort of energy to to our storytelling. It never never takes ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, fun and, and lighthearted. Um, and so then all of these performers you've either gotten to know because they're characters within the story or they're set up in this way that they are that they're part of the storytelling and I think it's it's a really unique and and fun way to present you know what is at core a variety show we, we have incredible circus acts but to to put it in this context alongside live music with you know live original music underscoring the the show mm-hmm. um, you know all of it works really well in harmony to to accentuate this you know this at core, great circus acts. Right. We're talking with Jack Marsh, who is the artistic and executive director of Circus Flora. And Jack actually walked 
You walk to the station from the big top end rehearsal. You're checking your phone before the segment to make sure everything is all right while you're <laughs> yeah. doing this interview. Now, you'd mentioned a story as being a big part, but before we get any further, I'm curious about the performers. So you talked about the very intimate setting that we're in, and Circus Flora attracts performers from all over the world and from right here, too. Is that intimacy part of the reason people want to be part of Circus Flora? I think that's a big part of it. And and also the the knowledge and and reputation of Circus Flora nationally and internationally as a as a really lovely place to come and perform. Um, so, you know, we uh, go and, and scour the world for, for the best performers that we can that we think will be a good fit in this show. And I think, you know, people are excited to come and spend their June in St. Louis at Circus Flora because they know uh, that they'll be surrounded by fellow terrific performers um, putting on a really wonderful show. They also know that we have this great warm relationship with the St. Louis community and with our audience. Um, you know, we, we have programs like our Share the Circus program where we partner with other nonprofits and give thousands of tickets tickets to, to those nonprofits to help, you know, families from underserved communities be able to come to the big top. You know, I think we, we try to uh, make all these extra efforts to create a really warm and, and wonderful experience for, yeah. for our performers and for our audience. And I think it, it all just kind of builds on itself to create something really special. Mm -hmm. And in the, the introduction I'd mentioned, there are generations of families who've come. Um, in, in terms of the story, we're going to go back to that. What are some of the the stories over the years that have been really popular um, and memorable for for folks who have been coming to Circus Flora for for many years now? Stories within the, within the shows. Yeah, that we've done. Um, yeah. It, we we try to make it a new genre and a new uh, type of show every every year. So we've had. Uh, Things like uh, we had a mystery show called The Case of the Missing Bellhop a handful of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a show uh, that we had an, a lovely partnership with the, the Chess Hall of Fame for a show called The Pawn. Uh, we've had shows based on movies or literature. Um, last year's show was a, a, it was a, a ghost story through the underground caves in St. Louis. Uh, oh. So, you know, we we, uh, we love to, to explore St. Louis-specific stories when we yeah. can. We love to, to mine fun movie genres or, or television genres and, and, you know, put our performers in that context. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we, we, we find something that we think is going to really, you know, spark some fun creativity in our performers and our creative team um, and then and then set them loose to, to really do some special stuff. Yeah. So... The newest season, this season, is Undercover. So that starts um, tomorrow and goes until June 25th. How did the Peanut Free preview yesterday go? It went really well. Well, so it's our first time having an audience for this brand new show that we're that we're making. So, you know, it's our first point of feedback because it really is a, you know, it, we're building this relationship with the audience. It's not a oh, here's, here's the show and it must be this and, and we are presenting it. It's always a, oh, let's try this. And then the audience picks, picks up on that. So we, sure. we certainly learned a lot from that and we're, we're implementing some changes today. Um, but by and large, I would say it went great. And it's very clear that we have a, have a terrific show this year for everyone okay. to come to. And that, that's a, a 
really special audience as well. It's a, our peanut free preview is one where we uh, we scrub down the the big top from any residue of peanut products and mm-hmm. and uh, allow those with peanut sensitivities to to come see a circus which they might not otherwise okay. get to see. Um, so we you know we try to have these little extra steps to to up the inclusivity of, right. of what we do. Make it more accessible. That's wonderful. Now, I read about an act that involves a porcelain performer mm. and a very hairy act, too. So can you give us a little bit about what those acts hold and what other delights Undercover has, you know, without without spoilers, of course? Sure, sure. Uh, well, the... Um, I can spoil this. I think there's a the porcine performer you mentioned uh, is named Shelley, um, and is a 700 pound pig oh. um, who who is extremely talented. It's the 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 chief vocalist in the show, a wonderful singer, uh, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and performs along with a with a pack of 12 rescue dogs um, who are trained by by Hans Close and Colleen Pages, and they're, the act is called Hot Diggity Dog. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Hog diggity dog. Hog diggity dog. Okay. <laughs> um, and they, they're terrific, and they brought down the house last night, and it's it's just such a, a fun, boisterous energy of these uh, of these animals. Yeah, and then there's also one that involves um, someone using her own hair. Yeah, Laura Lippert, who's a, a St. Louis native, is a hair hang aerialist um so she she's an artist who who and there, this is again there's there's no trick or gimmick she uh is hung by her hair and swings and and does uh acrobatics and contortion while while hung from and swinging by her hair it's uh it, it's incredible and, yeah. and there's a lot of a lot of discussion about what her hair care regime is yes i wonder about that and scalp care too yep. um what is a, another one of these acts that maybe is a little bit different from what seasoned circus flora um, goers are accustomed to. There's a lot of a lot of new acts in in this show that uh, even if you've been to circus flora in past years, um, it will feel extremely new and and really wonderful. Um, I'll, I'll try to get everyone in before while we still have time. But there's uh, Roberto Carlos is is one of the best jugglers in the world. He's uh, comes from Monterey, Mexico. He uh, is a world record holder and and can juggle seven ping pong balls with his mouth. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> there's uh, there's a, a husband and wife duo named Mr. and Mrs. G, um, and they perform a crossbow act uh, where they shoot crossbows uh, near each other, but not quite at each other. Um, okay. And they think, uh, think William Tell. She, uh, she puts an apple on her head and he can shoot it off. Okay. It's and then maintain marital harmony at the same time. Yes, yes. It's a, yeah, an important important part of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the act doesn't go well. Um, there is um, something that, that closes the show called the Globe of Speed, where uh, first one, then two, then three motorcycles uh, spin around this giant metal globe that comes into the into the center of the ring it's it's really this impressive structure that comes in and then just the the most thrilling thing that happens in it it's it's a stunning uh closer that that you know i think our audience last night was was in awe really loud okay yeah no it's it's really amazing and then we have um the the show is is largely centered around our three uh, comedic performers our three clowns uh jan dom brett alters and tyler west um and they're they're terrific in their own right and central characters of the show, but they also combine to do an act called the Human Fountains, which is a, uh, it's a water spitting act where they, it's, it's, uh, 
they they spit water in in formations and and at each other. It's 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 hard to hard to do it justice, but it's it's totally incredible. They were just on America's Got Talent recently uh, doing this and making it really like. Uh, as it was really unlikely how far they made it uh, for for spitting water, this very like you know goofy skill, but it, it's a it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, so I'm imagining that some of these things you would not want kids to try at home, but over the years, have there been people who've come into Circus Flora who grew up watching other performers and and now like they're part of it in in a very special way? Yeah, I think so. I mean. Uh, we we have a really wonderful partnership with uh, with Circus Harmony, who who trains and performs at the City Museum, and they ha- they have classes as well. Um, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of performers um, who I think go through that program and and sort of reach the reach its heights, which is the St. Louis Arches, their their sort of top tier youth tumbling troupe who performs in in Circus Flora. So I think um, you know for for kids who grow up seeing Circus Flora, there's there's a way to become a part of it through that program. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's really nice to, to see that because I think it's, you know, it's so exciting to, to, and I think just as an audience member or, you know, you see your kid experiencing this, wanting to do it, wanting to, to you know, know how to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, for some of them coming through the ranks and, and being part of Circus Flora is it's really special. Okay. I'll make it a point to come through this year. Yes. And uh, we'll see what happens with my child. He, he fancies himself an acrobat ninja. I don't know what's going to happen after we watch. <laughs> Jack Marsh is the artistic and executive director of Circus Flora. Jack, thanks for making time to come and talk with us today. Thank you so much for having us. Tickets to Circus Flora's Undercover are on sale now, and prices begin at just $15. You can claim your spot at the Big Top in Grand Center by visiting circusflora.org. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.